0: Blog talk Radio. on tonight's episode
1: of confession session
0: scientists have discovered a breakthrough for hiv which is needed with a recent jump amongst teenagers that have contracted the virus did you forget what you believe in when money starts to talk some employees at jewel think so and cardi b money making video comes out and all the ass shaking nipple showing and coochie popping has people talking what's good y'all this is your host angel vandrina
1: and I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession. Confession! Hey! 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 Yeah.
0: <laughs> what up? What up? What's going on, Pete? How y'all doing? What you going through? What you feeling? How you doing? What's going on, John? How was Not your party? Much.
1: Oh my gosh, it was amazing. So if you all don't it know, like it. Um, yeah, I'm officially engaged. I have been since October. Um but me and my yes. fiancé we threw our annual holiday party and then we went ahead and decided for it to be our engagement party as well. And um oh. it was yeah, it was it was incredible. Um it was a lot of people, like 60 people, but um Oh, my god! Our parties, just never no drama. It's never, like, any kind of bad vibes. Everyone looked amazing. Um, Scenery is beautiful. It's always good to catch up because it's like the one time because everyone's so busy. You know, this is like the one time a year where people plan to be like, okay, I'm definitely going to come. And Mm -hmm. um, make sure you see all of your – my old friends, since, you know, I've been living here. And um, Mm -hmm. new ones as well. But, no, I had a great time. I did a little bit too much of a time. It was wonderful. Thank you. Wait, did you see any pictures and stuff? Oh, yes. Was Hello. Mean, <laughs> yes. Yes. I feel like y'all had a freaking I think blast. i seen like two pictures.
0: Oh. <laughs> well, it, it, was, it looked poppin'. I'm like, dang, this day had a big-ass face. I mean, everything looked extra crack. And everybody was dressed up, looking all good and fly. I was like, yes, yeah. go, couples. I mean, my goodness, y'all show sure know how to show <laughs> the hell out. I'm trying to let you know.
1: Thank you, thank you. And that's what they say. We know how to throw a party, but um, mm-hmm. I definitely can't wait for you know y'all to experience one of our you know dramatic parties. Yeah. Hopefully next year you can make it to the holiday party. Yes. But. Yeah. Yes. How was your weekend?
0: Yes. Oh, My weekend was good. Unfortunately, I have to work tomorrow because, you know, when the markets are open, the banks are open. So I do have to go to work. And I'm working 10-hour shifts all week, so that's not going to be fun, but it's all good because um, I do love yeah. my job. So it's all good. Um, But, yeah, today I've just been cooking all day um, for Christmas because Christmas is in just two days. But tomorrow we're celebrating a holiday at my mom's house because – um. Because I'm off on the 25th and I have to work on the 26th, so I want to make sure that I have the 25th to actually just be home with my family, open up presents, relax, enjoy ourselves, and then, you know, uh, prep myself, get ready for the day on uh, Tuesday, or, excuse, or yeah, Tuesday. Uh-huh. Or, no, Wednesday, Wednesday, uh-huh. excuse me. And so, um, and so other than that, yeah, I just cooked. I cooked uh, a whole chicken, and my son, my six-year-old friend, he was such a help. Oh, my God, he helped so much. Um, I cooked the whole chicken, made some ribs. Um, I made two pans of macaroni and cheese, one from my house, one from my mom's house. Same with the spaghetti, one from my house, one from my mom's house. Um, a dressing. And um, did I make anything? Oh, and a ham. Um, and I think that's that's pretty much it. You know, I just, I just finished cooking all of that stuff. Giovanni, he has the first plate. He's down there eating it now. And, uh, of course, I had to do a little tasty taste. It was good, so yeah, everything is everything is smooth, it tastes delicious, and I'm looking forward to digging into that uh, Christmas food this evening, so other than that, everything has been going pretty damn good. Oh,
1: wow, so y'all celebrating Christmas today, or as far as like, Christmas well, we're eating,
0: we eating the Christmas food today, we eating the Christmas food today, you know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, we're going to eat, weird. because it's like, we got all this damn food. Like, ain't nobody gonna wait until tomorrow and then, like, the next day. Like, no. Especially because I cooked it all today because we're celebrating it tomorrow at my mom's house. So we just eat Christmas food for the next two days and, and then that's it. You know what I'm saying? Food be gone and we can do what we normally do. So we won't have to, you know, waste anything and, and stuff like that. That's why I cooked the chicken to another turkey. So you won't waste anything, you know. I don't like being wasteful, especially when you're sitting up there you're spending $300 on fucking groceries. So... Mm-hmm. um, But yeah, other than that, that's all, folks. So I guess we'll go ahead and get the show started. <laughs> but before we get started, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Anchor, and, of course, it's podcast and blog Talk. Send us those confessions at confessions gmail at com. And you bet not forget to like, comment, rate, subscribe, let us know what topics you'd like to hear, and tag us in that goddamn drama. Jen, would you like to go ahead and hit them with that confession question of the day after the sparkle? Yes.
1: Yeah. Confession question. Confession question. What is the craziest thing you've ever done to attract a crush, and when's the last time you were flat-out rejected? How did you handle Ooh. it? Like, Ooh. What's the craziest thing you've ever done to attract a crush, flat-out rejected, and how did you handle it? Well, let's get into those confessionals, Ms. Angel vondrina alright you
0: All right, y'all. Okay, guys, so according to DailyMail.com, is a cure for AIDS within reach. Scientists succeed in destroying the HIV-infected cells in a major breakthrough. Scientists announced a potential breakthrough in the fight against HIV and AIDS. Researchers at Paris Institute Pasteur found a way to destroy infected cells. Currently, HIV is treated with an antiviral drug which cannot remove the virus. Researchers claim to have found a way to eliminate it the affected reservoir cells. Now, researchers at um, Paris Institute Pasteur claim they have successfully destroyed cells infected with the virus, which is typically treated with an antiviral drug. The drugs are unable to remove the virus from the body, but medical journal Cell Metabolism yesterday published findings which announced the scientists have found a way to eliminate the infected reservoir cells, which is pretty damn cool. Researchers at um, this institute um, also claimed that the destroyed cells infected the vi- infected with the virus, which is typically treat, oh gosh, I feel like I'm just repeating the same shit all over and all over again. But anyways, the drugs are unable to remove the virus from the body, but medical journal cell metabolism yesterday published that um the finding which announced that, you know, they had that way to eliminate it. And the next steps in the research will be assessing the potential of the metabolic metabol Metabo- what is it? Metabolic excuse me, inhibitors, in vivo, which is tested on a living organism. Um, in theory, if the viral load is low enough, destroying the cell in HIV, it hides in um, and draws that energy from, uh, could keep it from spreading. Now, this also, like I said, would keep it from spreading within the entire body, and perhaps it could eradicate it altogether, which is the hope. Um, this study was found by the Institute Pasture or the American um, Foundation for AIDS Research and the Sit Action. Um, so that's pretty much what recently just came. out. I think it actually this article came out today. So, um, Jen, what do you feel about this? This especially with the the talk and the conversations that we recently had with the you know the, the spike in teenagers all having you know been affected with HIV, and now that they've come out and they they may have something that can cure. Cure something that, you know, we thought was not curable, period.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's awesome. Um, you know, that is definitely something, you know, being a gay man is has always, you know, been in the back of my mind. and something that, you know, is, is terrifying for me. Um, luckily, you know, I was always smart because of me having good parents that, that spoke to me about, you know, STDs and HIV, you know, before I started having sex. So I didn't really mess around with unprotected sex until, you know, yeah. um, I was my fiancé and, and we are both in a very common relationship and, you know, would never play with ourselves like that either. So that's kind of why I trust him. But, you know, as far as, like, the free-going, you know, normal, you know, 20-something, you know, out here in this world that's gay, that's something that, yeah, that terrifying, something that's as you're going to think about all the time. You know, if you are, you know, promiscuous and, and sexually active. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that it's you know awesome. Um, I hope that this does actually lead to a cure in the near future. Um, and yeah, well, I mean, what did you think?
0: I thought it was absolutely amazing. Um, just just seeing this article and reading about it. Um, And as Jen mentioned this, um, you know, just, you know, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, individuals who may be, you know, homosexual, how they feel. But I think it's for everybody, you know, like Jen also mentioned, promiscuous people. Even my husband told me, and me and my husband, we've been together forever, Um, but he told me that one of the things that scares him in life, is getting tested. Now, he knows that I'm clean. I would never sleep around with nobody else because I don't play that shit because I don't want to contract anything like that. But anytime he takes an HIV and AIDS test or whatever like that, that's one of the things that make him nervous just because now something has been put in his head like, okay, I have to take this test. Even though he knows that he's clean, it's still something that bothers him. And I'm sure a lot of other people are like that too. You know, So, um, to have something that is a possible cure, especially among so many people who are contracting this virus and, you know, there's nothing that they even did. Personally, they just messed around with the wrong individual. You know, if this is something amazing. Now, if they go ahead and do this and they can get these cells eradicated altogether, that would be awesome. You know, get people, they can actually, it would be like another STD, you know, which is amazing. Now, the next thing is herpes. Can we work on that? You know, because there are a lot of people who I personally know that have that disease, you know, or have that, that STD. And, um, you know, it it wasn't by choice, you know. And, I mean, obviously nothing is ever really by choice. But it's like, you know, they slept around with somebody they cared about and they loved, and this is the type of shit that happened. You know, so I'm really hoping that, you know, that with with the donations that they're getting, that they are still able to find more cures and able to eliminate all of these STDs that are coming people ways, or these viruses that are coming people ways, so you know it won't be as detrimental to their life. And especially with HIV and AIDS, like that shit can kill you. So you know this is very important, very serious. And uh, also with cancer too. Let's let's hope that they really get some some, some type of material and, and things together so they can cure these these things that you know people they really don't have a choice in in getting. Um, but, yeah, other than that, Jen, I think I'm going to uh, call it a night, and I'll talk to you later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the, the next topic, guys.
1: All right, y'all, this is according to WRAL.com. In Rosemont, Illinois, the mother of a woman found in a dead hotel freezer in Rosemont has filed a lawsuit asking for $50 million in damages. Kanika Jenkins disappeared in September 2017 while attending a party at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Surveillance video showed her wandering alone through a kitchen area and towards the freezer. Her body was found the next day. Relatives and friends questioned whether she was the victim of foul play, but police said her death from hypothermia was an act. The lawsuit claims... The defendants were negligent because they didn't secure the walk-in freezer or conduct a proper search when Jenkins went missing. The hotel hotel person wasn't immediately available to comment. So what do you think? Do you think that <coughs> Kanika Jenkins should win this lawsuit?
0: Um, do I think that her mom should? I think that her mom is hurting right now, um, obviously, as any, any mother would. It's crazy because I remember talking to you all about this story, and I can't believe that it was a year ago already. Um, but I think that it's sad, and I think that she she could potentially win a lawsuit, especially um, because, as she said, you know, these that why wasn't the the freezer secured, you know? Um, but I mean, a lot of hotels they they may not have a policy where that's put into place. So even if her mom don't win then I'm sure that there's going to be new procedures and policies put into place as to, you know, what has to happen um, as far as, like, just different things go. You know, what needs to be locked, what needs to be done. Um, just like I said, different uh, procedures and policies that are going to be put in place um, that people, they have to follow if they don't want to get sued. Um, but like I said, yeah, it's a, very, it's a possibility that she could win. And uh, we are obviously going to keep you guys updated on this case. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting to know. And I I wonder, though, what took so long. I wonder if somebody, they reach out to her, like, hey, you know, you have a lawsuit here, and this is the reason why, and I want to represent you, you know? Or if she just was like, you know what, I'm done with this shit. I I had enough. I'm still grieving over my baby. I, we need to get some money for this, you know? Or, like, you know, if she was just like, I, I just don't know. I'm, I'm interested in knowing what the motivation behind it was after all of this time. Or maybe it had, had it been already... Brewing, and we just are now finding out about it because it's a beneficial. Um, not beneficial, but because it is now official. So, um, yeah. So, Sean, what do you think about it? Do you think that the, uh, her mom could win the lawsuit? I
1: definitely think she can. Um, I think that she could. I can't see, you know, the hotel being um, negligent, like they said, in the face. Um Because all they had to do was just look throughout and. Actually, look in the freezer and see the little girl. Once they found uh-huh. out that you know she was no longer, you know, I mean, nobody was able to get a hold of her at all. Um,
0: right. I mean, yeah,
1: I mean, it, it sucks because it's not the hotel fault. You know, she was constantly wandering around, you know, yeah. and you know, yeah. you know, you know, not smart. But ultimately, that falls on them. You know, they should have worked a little bit harder. You know, it took it serious. I, I don't know why they. I don't. I mean, I, how long did they? I don't remember how long they waited to even say that the girl was missing. You know, but once they found out she was missing, they could have. You know, looked a little bit harder. But um, yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think they should win the money for it. Yeah. For the loss. Yep, I
0: agree. I agree. Well, alright, you guys. We're gonna move on to a fun topic. Okay, so I'm not sure if you all know what Jewel is. Jun, do you know what Jewel is?
1: You said Jewel. Mhm. No, I don't. Like, not like jewelry. Okay.
0: No, not like jewelry. So I believe it's called Jewel. Forgive me if I'm wrong, because that's the way I'm going to uh, continue to pronounce it. Per Google, Jewel Labs is an electronic cigarette company which spun off from Pax Labs in 2017. It makes the Juul e-cigarette, which was introduced by Pax Labs in 2015. Juul is a type of e-cigarette that uses nicotine salts that exist in leaf-based tobacco for its key ingredients. Now, the gag of this story, according to CNBC.com, Juul employees are to split a $2 billion holiday bonus from Altria. Altria is paying Juul employees a $2 billion bonus after Marlboro. Marlboro, you know, Marlboro, uh, the cigarette maker, made a 35% stake investment in the company, and the bonus averages out to $1.3 million per Jewel employee. Reading from Hot New Hip Hop, in the latest move into its expansion from the realm of alternatives to traditional cigarettes, Altria, the maker of Marlboro, um, has injected a $12.8 billion investment into Jewel the popular e-cigarette company that just weeks ago was facing major setbacks um, that came from a result of stricter food and drug administration regulations um, that was attempting to curb the alarming, alarming rate at which children and teenagers were using e-cigarettes. Juul was ordered to stop the sale of its flavored pies and had to put a halt on all social media campaigning in order to meet FDA demands. Now, Altria, which, had, which like I said, acquired a 35% stake in the company, um, and and this is where this is all stemming from now. Under the new deal, Altria will no longer be able to work with any other vape cigarette brand, nor will it be able to sell or transfer shares up to six years. Altria and Jewel will be offering a two billion dollar special dividend to its fifteen hundred employees, which is an average compensation of one point three million dollars. Um, per employee. However, according to Gizmo.com, the Wall Street Journal reported Friday that that's not how it'll work. Instead, employees, they will receive $150 per every share or restricted stock until they own. On top of that, Jewel is offering retention packages. Each employee will receive a special bonus equal to four times his or her usual bonus and pay it out in four installments over the next two years. This could entice some staffers to stay despite misgivings about the startup new alliance with a tobacco company, one employee said. The company's chief executive, Kevin Burns, said that in May that Juul's mission was to eliminate cigarette smoking throughout the world one, cig- one smoker at a time. After reports surfaced that Jewel discussions with Altria, um, Juul employees reportedly characterized the state as a deal with the devil and said it would defy the brand's Uh, stated mission but that $2 million sellout money sure seems to be working as magic Jen are you looking for a job at Jewel or are you going to be looking for a job now there?
1: Yes I'm ready I'm already ready I'm already (laughs) on my laptop right now you know trying to Google you know to go ahead and apply Jewel
0: with two U's
1: (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome like that is crazy you know Giving every employee $2 million to stay there. Um, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, I don't know what that means actually. Anyway, well, they're not giving
0: was, them $2 million to stay there. They're getting $1.3 million, about. It's not, you know, you can't really pinpoint exactly how much an individual will give, but $1.3 million per person. And on top of that, they're also getting retention bonuses, which is three to four times. As much as they, uh, much of their normal bonuses. So, you know, if your bonus is a thousand dollars, now you're going to get a four thousand dollars, five thousand dollars to stay with the company. You know what I'm saying? So, that's just dope. That's dope.
1: I mean, I feel like you would be a fool to leave the company at that moment. I mean, Holy unless they share in the world, you know, a lot of times that doesn't trickle down to, you know, the employees, you know even though they had, like, this massive deal, but I think that's really cool, and that says a lot about the CEO. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so what were they saying specifically as far as, you know, the in teenagers using e-cigarettes? I mean, does it, has has that been, so, teen, were these the same teenagers that already were smoking cigarettes are now using e-cigarettes?
0: Or And now you know? I'm, not, I'm not sure about that because that was not specific here, but they're saying that it had been a spike and cigarette users, people who have been smoking cigarettes and, I mean, teenagers who have been smoking cigarettes. And, um, and because of that, that's why, um, Jewel was facing, you know, closing their doors. They had been struggling. And, um, the, the, so then Marvel, they came through and they was like, look, I'm going to give you 13.4 billion dollars. Here you go. Fix the shit that you need to fix. But these are the stipulations you cannot, you know, uh, Open your shares to anybody else. You cannot do this. You cannot do that. And, and you know, from that thirteen point whatever billion, then they offered their employees two billion of that money to split amongst all uh, fifteen hundred employees within that company. So yeah, I thought that was super, super cracking.
1: Yeah, like that's amazing. Wow. I mean, that's they about to have a hell of a Christmas, John. Yeah, but, you know,
0: all of it is not coming right away to certain people. Certain people, like, yes, they said that um, some of the money would be available to them as soon as, you know, the 24th or the 23rd, I believe. So, as soon as today, somebody just got a fat-ass check in the mail, like, yes, bitch! You know what I'm saying? Or the bank deposit. But um, even though it's it's that amount of money, they won't get all of that money at one time, either. That's the thing that sucks the body. They'll probably get, you know, they said $1.3 million over the next two years, so that's 500000 or, yeah, $500,000 bi yearly, which is crazy. It's amazing, still, You know what yeah, I'm saying? The,
1: so, and uh, I'm mention taxes, too.
0: So
1: or 250000 250, by yearly. Okay. Okay. And that's, yeah. that's legit. Yeah. He was them, um, working as a, you know, janitorial, you know, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Yeah, Bucky, idiot like. Having... All
1: right. Be the best <laughs> made on property, like for real. You ain't got to tell And it's I a minority
0: company, too. You said, Oh, it's minority owned? It's a... Yes, it
1: is. Wow. See, they better do that. They better do that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, so... I wish I could get one of this damn marijuana federally. <laughs> so I wish I could <laughs> to open up something like, and get I'm all of that. Like, this, they're producing, like, instant billionaires, like, this whole, yeah. you know, industry. So, yeah, but that's amazing. That is amazing.
0: Yes, it is. And that article just came out today. So, I was like, ooh, let's add this to the topic. All right, though. But, <laughs> yeah, Jewel, Jay, would you, Jay with two you. okay? Check them out. It's pretty fucking dope. All right, we're going to go ahead and move on to our final money-making topic of the evening.
1: Absolutely. Last topic, and this is according to com. Since this premiere yesterday, it's hard to ignore the plethora of looks throughout Cardi B's money video. They're not safe for work, but worth it. Clip finds Cardi in everything from a custom Christian Cohen bodysuit made up entirely of gold watches to an avant-garde collared look from Gareth Poe. Shelby Christie, founder of the Girl with the Bamboo Earring podcast is self-professed fashion historian took to Twitter to share a pretty comprehensive breakdown of some of the best fashion moments from the video, which pulled from current runways as well as iconic collections and moments from the 90s. There were definitely strong, very new good references throughout the visual, the visual uh, Christy told the fader over email, noting the video's release happened to fall on the French designer's birthday. The scenes where she is uh, surrounded by women in black suiting with collars garters, and thigh-high stockings is very reminiscent of Barry Muglis' 1999 sex-couture playboy shoot. Christy went on to explain that the custom Brandon Hearn's magenta number cardi Dons in the video, uh, video's second half, also represents another suit in the bright shade from Muglis Fall 1995 selection. I think a fair amount of creative research would have to go into this project, Christy added. There are layers, right? I think it's a masterful display of referencing and inspiration done correctly. It's been pretty well documented that Cardi's creative team, consisting of stylist Colin Carter, hairstylist Tokyo Styles, and makeup artist Erica LaPearl, very rarely missed, like ever. And the crew has all had a hand in creating some iconic fashion moments of their own. Directed Jorah Francis, who has frequently served as director, photographer, and creative director on many of Cardi's other projects, from her album cover, Be Careful Video, and even her maternity shoe, um, hem the clip. One of the most talked about looks is Laurel DeWitt's design, gold bikini, and matching headpiece, with Cardi even taking to Instagram to share the photo that clearly inspired it. I think Cardi was showcased having done to align the genre with luxury fashion. Chrissy added about the rapper's predecessors, who she has never been shy about paying homage to. Foxy Brown the face of Christian Dior, and appeared in Calvin Klein ads in the 90s. Lil' Kim and Missy Elliott consistently redefined the look and style of the female rapper. Were you able to watch the money video, Miss Angel Vandrina?
0: Um, Yes, I did watch the video, and I was like, girl, it's all women in this video. You better go ahead and show your women empowerment shit, Okay. Oh, I see ass cheeks. I see black nipples. Okay, what's happening? Oh, but they making money though. That's that that's that's me, you know, watching the video. You know, just just watching and talking to my damn self. But yeah, I mean, it was a good video. Uh, Cardi B is very talented. I thought that it was uh, interesting that she put this video out, and you know, many people they um they they were they were appealed to the video. You know, they were. They really loved it just because of the fact that, you know, she really, really did not give a fuck about what anybody would say or anybody's thoughts on the video. And and as far as, like, you know, just there being, like, you know, a lot of uh, promiscuous things in that sense of that's what you want to call it going on. But I thought it was dope. I thought she did a great job, and I'm super happy, you know, that she went ahead and and followed exactly her, her ideal image or her ideal video of how she wanted this to be portrayed and sent out. Um, did you watch the video, Jen?
1: Um, I did. I did. I've actually watched it, like, 20 times. I think.
0: Like, mm-hmm. cool. So what did you like about the video? I like behind,
1: you know, uh, the creative vision and what was going on, because I'm not yeah. a big fashion person. Like, I like to say I'm fashionable and I like to, you know, dress. But as far as, like, you know, um being like a historian knowing the past and being like, you know, this is from um D and G, you know, two thousand and two. Like I can't tell you no shit like that. Like um right. but I thought the video was beautiful. Like, you know what I'm saying? And like you said, it, it to me it definitely gave like women empowerment and um you know and, and freedom and, you know, sex sex sexuality is okay, you know, that's what I, I, I took from it mm-hmm. as well. Like and you know, ultimately her Admitting, anyway, like she she's going to do what she has to do to make sure that you know her and her and her is, just, is well taken care of. You know, I remember recently mm-hmm. watching a video, and she was like, "You know, I I'm gonna shoot for fifty million next year. I'm gonna try to make fifty million next year. I think that is fucking amazing. You know that yeah. a black woman is in, in you know in hip hop to." try and go for that amount of money, you know, when it's so many people mainstream that make that, when they're on top of their careers and they're, pinks, and they're at their peak and they're making, you know, two to $300 million a year. I think it's crazy that, I mean, I think that it's dope that, you know, she's like, okay, I'm going to do just as much as these people are. and I thought the video mm-hmm. itself is going to one day be you know, like, iconic. But like, I, I just think it was just very beautiful and I cannot, you know, get over, you know, watching the video. Respect the Cardi B. Like, realize she just continues to grow and glow up and, you know. Yep, I yep. So, do. yeah.
0: I agree. I agree with Jen 100%. And let's try and see what we can do to continue to support, you know. And ultimately, yeah, keep watching those videos because Cardi is out here. She's making moves. Now, Jen, we already move on to the next uh, before we move on to our confession question of the day you know there's been a lot of talk about Cardi B taking off back and all of that what was your thoughts on, um, on that whole situation you said what was my thoughts on what the whole situation between Cardi B you know taking back her husband hiring him getting you know they, they love life on you know what is your thoughts on that um, I mean good for them.
1: They're married, you know. I just really hope that he's serious this time. I think if he cheats in it is going to make Cardi B look stupid, um Yes. You know, more than likely he probably will. I hope that he doesn't though. You know, and why you know, do you think I that he that will? I mean it just seems like he just doesn't seem like the the type that could let it go. And you know, he did he did work hard. You know, to get it back, but I feel like he could have worked a little bit harder. But you know, that's not my relationship. Um, you know, maybe they need to reassess and you know, and, and be honest and being like, okay, well, clearly you can't keep your dick in your pants. You know, um, let's have a conversation. You need to always wear protection. And you need to be okay with me doing what I do as well, you know, because clearly I feel like, I, I don't know, I, I just feel like if, if they want to continue to be with each other and it, it needs to be some something needs to be talked about because there is a chance that he's, gonna, he's cheated on her multiple times already, you know, that she's known about. So it's like either she's going to have to learn to deal with having an unfaithful husband or they need to reassess everything. And Maybe, you know, think about relationships or polygamy or, or you know, whatever it may have you. Oh, okay. um, she was, you know, because like I I think it, it needs to be fair. She 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 needs to be able to deal with niggas Whatever she wants as well. You know, she if she sees something because I'm sure it's cream of the crop in her DMs, You know, and <laughs> she ignored it. She's not cheating with you know Instagram models. You know that's not there. You know, so yeah. Um, but I hope everything works out for them. I really do. I, I I really do hope he doesn't cheat, you know, um, and uh, learning to you know discipline himself and you know find other avenues, you know, fly fly hoping that be ready to have sex. And if he's that damn horny, you know, what I'm saying you got the money, you can fly back home, you know, for a that and you know go ham and then yeah. go back to work. You know? um, exactly. Yeah, You're I damn right. Mean, I didn't, I didn't, I he took him back, but you know I'm happy for them. I I do think that they're in love. I don't know, I don't know they are, but I do think that they love each other. You know, um, what did you think?
0: Yeah, I thought that, like you said, they're married. You know, we go through things in our marriage sometimes here and there, but you know, if he like, I, like you said, if he go ahead and he cheat on her again, it is gonna make her look like a damn fool. And you know, who knows what that was gonna happen because you know a woman scorn, nigga. You know, I don't want her, I don't want to see Cardi B getting arrested for killing a nigga. you know what I saying? because she's crazy, so, um, so and, and love make you do crazy shit, you know what I'm saying, like, love will make you, for real, sit up there and be like, bro, I should kill nigga. like, he's going to play me out for the last time, like, uh-uh, you know, so I, I just hope that, you know, she never gets pushed to that place and that, you know, ultimately, she... She her and him may have a, a really good a good life. You know what I'm saying? And everything is good to go. Other than that, that's all guys. You're gonna go ahead and move on to our confession question of the day. And as a vision, he would like to uh go ahead and say something about it.
1: Confession question What's the craziest thing you've ever done to attack the crush? And when's the last time you were flat out rejected? And how did you handle it? What do you think, Angel and When's the last? What's the have ever done to attract the crush? What is crazy?
0: Okay, well, guys, we all know, like I say, all the time. And me and my husband, we've been together forever. So anything I'm talking about is like extra elementary. Okay. So um, the the craziest the craziest thing I've did to attract the, a crush was um in in, in what, like middle school. That's so like the craziest thing I could think of for real was like in middle school. And I was this boy and I had the big crush on him. And like to the point where like I used to chase him down the hall like <laughs> it was miraculous bro. I used to like run after him down the hall. I used to like try and grab him. I and everybody like tell him like oh Angel has a crush on you. Like I used to just do the most, like, I don't know. Like, I made him sign. And this was in, like, seventh grade. I made him sign, like, this waiver, like, saying that we were married. Like, just dumb ass shit. And, like, he was, like, extra nervous. like, And I'm like, okay, well, we, we boyfriend or a girlfriend or boyfriend or something like that. It's like, we boyfriend and girlfriend. Now he's like, what? I'm like, you need to read what you signed like that. <laughs> and so, um, but, yeah, like, eventually it got to the point where, like, he started liking me. No, I didn't like this ass no more. Like what kind of shit is that? Like it's like, I did that shit all seventh grade year, eighth grade year came back like a big boss. Like, bro, I don't even like you no more. I'm on to fucking ninth graders now. Like bigger and better older motherfuckers. Like, so yeah. That that's that's uh that's what it was. And the last time I was flat out rejected is um I was a bit older, obviously. I was in seventh grade. I haven't talked to this guy. And um, we had been, like, seeing each other for a little bit on and off. So, God, I was, like, mid-teenager, um, mid-teenage years. And he was a, a little bit older than me. Maybe if I was, like, 15, he probably was, like, I don't know, like, he was older. He was much. He was too old to be talking to me. You know, he was over 18, I, I think. I think he was over 18. So, um, and I actually did, like, you know, talk around with him. Like, we were – like talking and texting and sending photos and probably sexting and doing shit that my black ass, know I shouldn't have been doing. And if I ever have a daughter, I'm beating the hell out of her. Um, but anyways, so, you know, one day I remember calling him. And I think, like, at this time, because he was older, he had, like, a baby mama and, like, he had, like, two kids and shit. And, um, like, he just, like, ignoring my phone call. And then I called him again. And, like, he had, like, somebody else on the phone with him. And, I mean, on the phone in the background. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I just kept calling and calling and calling and calling and calling. <laughs> and it was just so reckless. And I was just sitting there like, man, I can't believe this nigga answering this phone. Like, what the fuck did I do? And then, like, after, like, you know, a 24-hour period, I got over it. But I felt like I, that's, like, literally one of the only times. Because I used to do all the dumping. I used to, every guy, like, I went with, like, I pretty much broke up with them. And I was like, no, 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 woo, woo, woo. So, like, that was, like, the very first time, like, if somebody was like, yeah, uh, no. Like, and then after that, like, you know, he tried to still talk to me after the fact. Like, once I got even older, I got with Sam, you know, my husband. Like, he tried to reach out to me. Like, he still tries to be on my Facebook friends and all of this stuff. I'm like, nigga, goodbye, you know. So, um, yeah, that's that's the last time I was ever really flat out rejected like on some BS, on some BS for no reason. And I was cute as a bitch too, so I don't know what the hell his problem is. I think it was maybe his baby mama. You know, I couldn't do nothing for his ass, so you know, that's what it was. Jim, what about you?
1: <laughs> and I feel like sometimes people just like you you always internalize it when you do get rejected, um, but it, you have to realize like you child don't be you'll be like where that person be at in their life and you know, it's also, mm-hmm. you know God you still work from them, mm-hmm. um but I think one of the thing i I remember, I remember I was working at Macy's and it was this guy, and um he actually is like popular like on Instagram now, and like he's also on Macy's and I think he was like so beautiful like he was like he was he was definitely like either like close to thirty. he looked a lot younger, but yeah I found out he was like either close to thirty or like, because he's like definitely in mid 30s now or like pushing thirty, so okay. maybe like paradise now but I was, like, maybe 19 at the time. Um, But I remember, like, he would always come in, and every time he'd come into Macy's, I would, like, find a reason to, like, whatever section he was at, I I would find a reason to, like, be doing something, like, next to, like, where the guy was at. (laughs) And so, like, one day, I up like, buying, like, I don't know, like a sweater or some shit like that. And so, um, like, while he was pushing the sweater, my awkward ass was like. After he finished, I was like, "Um, can I give you my number?" And he looked at me, and I thought he was gonna cut me out. And he was just like, "Uh, yeah." And like, oh <laughs> like, Yes, yeah, so I gave my number. Nigga never called me, and then my stalker ass went and found him on Facebook and messaged him. Wow. And we would communicate every now and then, but y'all, it was not going nowhere. So after a while, I just had to like let it go. But I was right Rice had such a crush on that boy. I cannot remember his name, but yeah, so. But I think can I so uh, can I give
0: you my number? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: really how you out? Like, cause you know, it's like you have like gay, dogs, so it's like I kind of thought he was gay, but then how he looked at me, it was just kind of like he was like, what? Like, and then he was like, uh, yeah, like, and I was like, oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> Well, I think yeah, that's probably like the most psycho. Um, you know you what know,
0: that reminds yeah. me of? What? That story reminds me of a time where I, I think I may have told you this story. So this was when I Flip—I had a flip phone from U.S. Cellular—and I had put—I was 16, and me and Sam had just started dating, and I—I um, I was turning 17, and we were just—we just started dating because I was in high school, and it was just oh my god, it was this dude, he was so goddamn fine. And he would be and now, like I'm that I'm older. I was, girl, he was a bum, but, anyways, he was so fine, like to me at the time. Like, he had this little fro, or whatever he was all oh, light like skinned because you know, I was down with the light skinned dudes back then. Um, and so, like, we was on a bus, and I had decorated my my flip cell phone with like all of these diamonds, and uh, I would see him every single day on the ride home. And like, you got to the point where I look forward to seeing him, you know what I'm saying. And so, like, I sat out one day. <laughs> I sat on the bus learn. one day, bro. Looking for it, straight on the bus, okay. And like, his stop was like a few stops away from my mom's house because I say, with well, my mom, obviously, at the time. And I was working, um, at the time. I was like sixteen, but I was working at this, um, this like place where, like, a, a place where you like put food on a conveyor belt and stuff like that. Like, I was doing shit like that. And so, um. It was, like, my second job I've ever had, so I was super dope, uh, excited about it. Anyway, so, so I'm on a bus or whatever like that, and I see him one day, and uh, and he's, like, looking at me, and he's, like, can I ask you a question? And, bro, I thought he was going to ask my phone, number. I flipped that motherfucking phone, I ready to give it to him. He was, like, why you got all them diamonds on your phone like that? Oh, oh, I was salty as hell. Then he was, like, you thought I was going to ask you for your phone number, didn't you? Oh, oh, <laughs> I was so salty. I was, like, No. And I was like, I got these diamonds on my phone because I want them. And then he was just like, oh, okay. And got off the bus. And like, do you not know never see him again? He's <laughs> 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 like, yeah. oh, okay. That was weird. I got excited like, for like 0.2 seconds, Joe. Like. <laughs> yes, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. I still thought he was really like, can I ask you a question? What's your number? Now, why you got all them diamonds on your phone, huh? That that was a shocker. I was looking like, like, the hell do you mean? Like, you know my number? Like, I'm not cute. Oh, okay, all right, that's fine. So yeah, that reminded me of that story here, kind of. I mean, I got rejected and as in as sense. You didn't, so that was really funny. It just took me back anyway, anyways. It's like somebody it now, it's like you probably, you know, <laughs> it's like
1: you might have had a girlfriend at the time, or just like somebody he was really yeah. into,
0: and you'd be like, what
1: is it to me? What's wrong with me? But now I'll be right. I feel like, right? My just ain't thirsty and just ready to go. Even if you are somebody that they would, you know, mess with. Someone want to deal with all that? So, yeah. yeah. But that's what mm-hmm. gonna... <laughs> memory lane,
0: y'all. <laughs> yes, yes, y'all. Memory lane. I'm talking to Jen like we ain't on the air right now. But anyways, guys, we're gonna go ahead and um, get ready and end the show this evening. If Jen has I'm nothing to, to confess his love for. I
1: have I have a love confession. Okay, well go ahead
0: and confess your love,
1: honey bun. Okay, so I want to confess my love for Whitney. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like it, it was like a documentary that was in uh, the movie theaters. But I watched it on iTunes. Feel like it really went in depth as far as you know the reason why Whitney Houston was the way she was. Like she had a hard life. You know, I didn't realize that. You know, she. Well, she definitely was bisexual. She had a girlfriend the whole time that Bobby Brown, um, she kind of got him more into doing drugs, that they were horrible parents. It was just, like, so much. You know, it's a really good documentary that I think you all should watch. Um, you say you've it on now, Netflix? It's like, no, it's, it's, I got it on iTunes. It's not on Netflix. I'm oh, I it on think. iTunes for five bucks. So that's what I do now. Okay. So instead of going Redbox. I just go here and read a movie on iTunes because so. they have the same shit. <laughs> <kid. laughs> <He's> funny,
0: <laughs> but it
1: was so good. It was, it was a really such a good movie, and I was just like, "Damn!" Like, it, to me, it was like the ultimate pro- cautionary tale. You know how, like, you just just by like not pushing, you know, pushing somebody so much, and you know, she could have. I mean, she, she did have an amazing life, you know, even being, like, high as hell. She was high as hell her entire life Yeah, she has been using drugs since she Damn. was sixteen. But before she was training, oh, wow. child, she was using drugs. You know, and to think that she made it as far as she did, you know, it was incredible. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is incredible. And for me, guys, <clears throat> I just want to say to you all, you know, have a very Merry Christmas. And enjoy yourselves. Eat like pigs because January is right around the corner, and it's time to lose some weight. Okay, so yes. Other than that, guys, we're gonna go ahead <laughs> and get it together and end the show. Oh, if, if, if everything starts working, maybe we can end the show. It doesn't know like why. They, they it, the show doesn't want to end for me. So um you well know, guys I think we're gonna just continue to talk. So Jen, what else was no, I'm just kidding. But, but yeah seriously uh, I'm gonna have <laughs> I feel like I'm having like te- technical difficulties. So anyways guys make sure you check us out on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, SoundCloud, and of course it's podcast and Blog Talk. And uh, yeah we'll you check us out you know next Sunday which is the 30th. And we love you all so much and have a Merry Christmas. And, yeah, that's pretty much it. This is your host, Angel Vandrina.
1: And I'm your host, Jen Othello. And you are listening to the one and me only, Confession. Confession! Good night,
0: man. Good night, Jen Othello.